Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Let's talk holiday traditions, specifically holiday food traditions. There is so much on the internet around holiday traditions, especially around food. It can easily get overwhelming, and I think we can feel FOMO around not doing all of it. And it can create stress. And I'm all about creating less stress around food, especially when it comes to times in our lives that are supposed to be joyful. So I want to talk about how to create special moments, especially special food moments around the holidays without creating extra stress. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Before we dive into specific traditions, I do want to note that I am coming at this idea of food traditions as someone who grew up celebrating Christmas as the only holiday that I celebrate this time of the year. We have friends who celebrate Hanukkah, but we haven't done a lot of celebrating outside of little things here and there like making latkes. And so I am coming at it from this perspective, but I love learning about different cultures and different religions and different traditions around food. So if you have any that you want to share with me and you want me to share with the community, either in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club or over on Instagram, please reach out and share with me some of your special food traditions that might be a little bit different than what I have to share here. That being said, I'm trying to be as neutral as possible with whatever your food traditions are, whatever your holiday season looks like. I think you can still take a lot from these tips I'm sharing with all of you today. 
First and foremost, this applies no matter what holiday or holidays you celebrate around this time of the year. Remember that your kids only know your traditions. Yes, they might talk to friends about this or that, and it can be easy to have that little tinge of jealousy that this friend gets to do this thing and this friend does or doesn't get to do this thing. But remember that the most important thing is making memories with your family. You don't have to do it all in order to make really special memories with your family. I know that when I was a younger mom, not younger in age, though obviously I was younger, when my kids were younger, I felt a lot of pressure to do all of the things. And then I ended up... um kind of pigeonholing myself into some traditions that aren't exactly my favorite, you know, like the stupid elf. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Holly. Um, But, you know, honestly, if I was going to go back, and this is only my opinion, some people love it, and I know this isn't a food tradition, but for me, it feels like a lot of pressure, and I kind of wish we had done things a little bit differently, you know what I mean? So your kids only know your traditions. Just because somebody else is doing something else doesn't mean you have to. I think what's most important is that we choose the ones that are special to us and we make them special for our family. So we want to do them year after year. Number two, related to this You don't have to share your food traditions or any traditions with anyone unless you want to. Obviously, I'm sharing ours with you today, and I don't think any of ours are revolutionary by any means, and I'm sharing our perspective on traditions and traditions that are kind of musts and traditions that are like-to-dos for our family. I'll get into that in a second. But you don't have to tell anyone about your family food traditions or your family holiday traditions or whatever they are. Remember that they're yours and they're special to you and your family. And if you feel like somebody's going to judge you or you feel like you're going to tell somebody that we do this thing, you know, we drink hot cocoa and walk, uh, not either walk around or drive around and see the Christmas lights, that somebody else is going to be like, oh, we need to do that too. Or they're going to tell you, oh, but we have a gingerbread house making competition every year. And you're like, oh, now we have to do that. If you feel like it's going to create extra pressure and more stress on you around the holidays, just don't tell anyone. It's totally okay to not share if you don't want to or just say, yeah, we have some traditions too. Number three, it's okay to keep them simple. Again, remember your kids only know your traditions and what you bring into your home. You don't have to share with anyone else. If you don't want to, you don't need to feel the pressure. If you don't want to feel the pressure, you can move yourself away from that pressure. It's okay to keep them simple. You don't have to make the most elaborate gingerbread houses. You don't have to bake a thousand cookies. You've heard me say a thousand times that I'm not a baker. Do I enjoy baking from time to time? I do. I actually do. But for me, cooking is creative and baking feels like a lot. So for me, baking is something I like to do as a tradition with my kids on occasion, but I don't like to consider myself a baker because if I do, then I feel like there's a lot of expectations around that. Baking is very specific. It's very easy to mess things up, which is why I like things that are easier, like an apple crumble, (laughs) where it's harder to mess things up than, you know, things where you have to weigh and measure and decorate things precisely. That's just not me or my personality. So we keep things simple. And it's okay for you to keep things simple as well. And number four, they don't all have to be around food. 
This is the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. So I'm talking about food today because I love talking about food. And, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about things other than food today, too. But many of our holiday traditions, writing letters to Santa, seeing a tree lighting or a parade, reading the night before Christmas, listening to Christmas music, the elf, they have nothing to do at all with food. And so it doesn't all have to be about food either. Um, I think that if everything is about food, there can be a lot of pressure around that in and of itself. So it's okay to keep it simple. It doesn't all have to be around food, especially if you're not someone who is a huge cook or a baker or anything like that as well. So those four pieces of encouragement, then how do we go about creating food traditions without the stress? Number one, I've kind of already talked about this, but I want you to consider what matters to you. What are the things from your childhood or the things you've heard other people do that make you light up that you're like, oh my gosh, I wish we did that. Just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean you can't start it now. And if it doesn't work, you don't have to do it next year. Just because you did it once doesn't mean it has to become a tradition. So what matters to you? What sounds exciting? What lights you up? What moments do you want to cultivate for your family? Not for the world, not because everyone else is doing it, but for you. This might be a good thing to talk about with your partner if you have a partner who's celebrating in these food traditions with you. Talk to them. See what traditions they had as a child that they want to bring back. Maybe it was baking Christmas cookies. Maybe it was that gingerbread house competition. Whatever it might be. What are the things they want to cultivate? What do they want to bring in? And this might be the time to chat about it and to compromise because you might have different opinions on things and you might not have time to include them all. Remember, it's okay to keep it simple and not do everything. I am the type of person who wants to do everything and then I get stressed and overwhelmed by trying to do all of the things. So this episode is as much for me as it is for you. Number two, ask your kids. Ask them what their favorite traditions are around the holiday season. See what comes up, especially if your kids, I mean, if your kids are old enough to have memories of the last couple of years of the holidays, what are your favorite special things we do around the holiday season? They might say food things, they might say other things. Ask them. Their insight might be what you need, that spark you need to go, okay, we can probably just focus on these things and throw away the other things. But all kids are different. I know My nine-year-old remembers everything and loves everything and wants to do everything, where my five-year-old is like, I like baking cookies, and that's it, and that's okay. And so we can utilize all of these pieces of information, what you love, what memories you want to cultivate, what matters to you, what matters to your partner or spouse, what matters to your kids, and come up with a list, number three, create a list of your favorite family traditions, your must-do traditions, ones, maybe there are things that you've been doing for years, maybe there are things you did last year and your family was like, that was the best, it was the most fun, I'm so glad we did that, and then a list of want-to-dos. So these are maybe the things that one person mentioned, maybe someone else was like, I don't really like doing that, or maybe it's like, okay, our list is already really long, maybe we aren't going to have time for all of these things. And this applies to any of our traditions, but food traditions specifically, because oftentimes this involves time and money, right? So for food traditions, how can we keep it simple? 
what are the things that matter the most to us? So to give you some examples here, we have a list of five must-do holiday food traditions, and then we have five want-to-do holiday food traditions. If we don't get to these things, that's okay. We won't be sad about it at the end of the holiday season. We might be sad about it, but we won't be devastated. If we don't do the first five things, well, then we're going to be really sad. And some of these things are just food paired with other holiday traditions. So our first one is having our first eggnog The husband and I usually like to put a little bit of whiskey in ours. Um, Spiced rum is great, too. But having our first eggnog with some fresh grated nutmeg on top because there's nothing better. The kids like a little bit of whipped cream while we decorate the tree. Some years we have had a real tree. Some years we've had a fig tree. We're actually not even sure what we're going to do this year because we're new to the South and we're not sure if the trees are going to last. So we're still deciding what we're going to do this year. But no matter what, we pull out all of the ornaments, we have our first eggnog, and we decorate the tree listening to Christmas music. It is a fun, simple, wonderful holiday tradition that we love to do every year, and we would not skip it. Number two, at some point during the holiday season, we like to get the kids in their pajamas ready to bed ready to get into bed. So they're like all ready to get into bed. It's dark out. And my husband normally puts the kids to bed. So he's going to be putting the kids to bed and I'm going to be, using air quotes, cleaning up the kitchen. But actually, I'm making us some hot cocoa and we hop in the car and we go and we look at the Christmas lights. And I know a lot of people do this. We sing Christmas carols at the top of our lungs. We all sound horrible. And it's so much fun. Again, it's simple. It's inexpensive, but it's really meaningful. So this is something that we like to do every year. And the kids have no idea when it's going to happen. My daughter will ask, when are we going to drink hot cocoa and go watch the Christmas lights? But we want it to be a total surprise. So Sometimes I feel like I like to like fake them out, like I'll act like we're going to do it and then we don't, which is, I mean, maybe that's kind of mean, but then they just go, oh, I guess it's just real bedtime. And then that night we do it, it's, it's extra special. So that's something we love to do. The third thing we love to do is have a cozy Christmas movie night. So a couple years ago, we actually paired this with making some garland. And that was really fun. I liked doing that, but it was really time consuming and took a lot more time and energy than I thought it was going to. But my youngest daughter was also three. We did this in 2020 and last year we skipped it because it felt too stressful, but I kind of want to bring it back this year. So that part is actually on our want to do's. But one of the things we must do and we always do is have a cozy Christmas movie night where we have popcorn, and we watch a Christmas movie. My favorite Christmas movie is Elf, always and forever. Um, So usually it's Elf or one of our other favorite Christmas movies. Last year, we really loved the movie Noel with Anna Kendrick. It was so cute, and we've actually watched it since then as well. But we all have favorite Christmas movies, so we'll choose a Christmas movie. We'll sit down and watch together and have some popcorn. So three food-related traditions, but very, very simple, low-key things that we love to do as a family. Number four is baking Christmas cookies together. Like I said, 
I'm not a huge baker. My husband is more of a baker than I am because he's very methodical, so measuring things out doesn't feel stressful to him. So oftentimes he does a dessert for family around the holidays, and sometimes he'll make something. Like one year he did truffles, he's done candied fruit, he's done several different things, um, several different food gifts or special desserts, things like that. So sometimes the kids will help him with that as well. But he is tends to be like a solo baker in the kitchen. He tends to feel a little more stressed when there's several people in the kitchen, whereas I really love the tradition of doing cookies with the kids at least once. So usually we'll do one cookie altogether. Usually last year we did uh, sugar cookies with friends, and so we did frosting and sprinkles. So we made a really delicious basic sugar cookie recipe, and the kids used the cookie cutters to stamp them out. And then they decorated them, and that was really fun. And if we do end up going home for the holidays, we'll do that with our friends again as well. Or maybe we'll do it with some friends down here, depending on what we decide. But no matter what, baking cookies at least once with the kids is our thing. We don't need to bake a thousand cookies. We just bake some cookies to enjoy ourselves as a fun Christmas tradition or holiday tradition. And number five, this is probably our silliest Christmas tradition. And I only think it's silly because I don't know who came up with this or when, but it's a thing and it will be a thing forevermore that our Christmas Eve dinner growing up was always at a Chinese food restaurant. There's a Chinese food restaurant called the New Dragon in my hometown. I don't even know if it still exists, but we went there for years and years and years until at some point in college, I was like, can we go to a better place than this? And I mean, it's, it was good for American Chinese food, but we started going to a fusion Asian place. or not a fusion place. It was a place called Seven Moons that no longer exists. It was wonderful. It was seven different types of Asian cuisine. It was like uh, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, Thai, maybe Cambodian. I'm trying to remember all of them, but it was really great food. And so we would get together as a family. It would be my family, my cousins, my grandparents, kind of whoever was around. And we would all do that on Christmas Eve. And then over the last couple of years, it has turned into just going out on Christmas Eve and going to hibachi. So my husband's half Japanese, so he loves sushi. He loves hibachi. Well, hibachi, I don't Hibachi is traditional, but the way we do it in America, I think, is a little bit different. Um, I don't really know the traditions around hibachi. However, this is what we do. And the Japanese food is a little bit more his style as well. So we're kind of combining cultures in that way. And so we've been doing that over the last couple of years. So our Christmas Eve dinner, some sort of Asian food is a must. My in-laws are coming to visit us around Christmas time. I think I mentioned that. And my daughter is like, we have to go to the place with the flaming onions. <laughs> and I knew... <laughs> That she didn't mean Outback Steakhouse, that she meant, and I think that's not a flaming onion, it's a blooming onion. And, but in any case, she meant hibachi. So that is our silly Christmas Eve family tradition. So our want-to-dos. Those are our five must-dos and our want-to-dos. Now, one of them used to be a must-do, and we've kind of edited it over the years so that it's something that we are definitely going to do, but what we do is a little bit more flexible because we realize that none of us really care about exactly what it is. It's fine if we mix it up year after year. I'll get to that in a second. But the first thing I mentioned was the Christmas garland where we do like the popcorn and cranberry garland. That was really fun, but it felt like a lot, especially when we have to use like a needle and we tried to use a plastic needle and it didn't work and our three-year-old got frustrated and then she was just eating all the popcorn. It was just, we'll try it again. It seems fun and relaxing. It might be better. 
now that both of my kids are a little bit older. But that's a want to do. But if it doesn't work out, it's okay. We don't need to add stress. The second thing is gingerbread house making. I am not an artist by any means, and it is fun to make gingerbread houses, but it can be kind of stressful too. And so we've tried to do these big elaborate gingerbread houses, and it always seems to end up in some sort of frustration from someone or everyone. So we like doing it. And again, it might be something now that my kids are a little bit older that might work out a little bit better. But I'm thinking if we do it this year, we're going to simplify it and we're going to use graham crackers and make them smaller and do like a family gingerbread house contest type of thing where everyone wins because I've got a five and a nine-year-old. There's going to be fighting otherwise. So everyone wins. Maybe we do like superlatives or something like that. Like this is the most creative house. This is the most realistic house. This is the most colorful house. So hey, maybe you can take that into your gingerbread house making as well if you do a gingerbread house competition. The third one to do is doing an open house and having friends over. Now, we are new to the area we're in, and I do have some good friends that live pretty close by, but we don't have dozens and dozens of friends. And again, like I mentioned, we're still kind of up in the air with our holiday travel plans. So we want to do this, but it's we don't have to do this. We've done it in years past. We enjoy hosting. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, and that's okay. There are specific appetizers my family loves. My daughter loves my stuffed mushrooms, my dates wrapped in bacon and stuffed with goat cheese, that recipe's in the cooking club. Um, We all love those things, but if we don't do it, we don't do it, and it's okay. So it's a want to do, but it's not a must. And the last one is our Christmas breakfast. So we used to do homemade cinnamon rolls every year. And then my with my daughter before my youngest daughter was born. And then when she was born, I was like, I just can't even. I have this tiny newborn because she was born at the end of October, like literally the last day of October. So she was new, new. And so we did um, Immaculate Baking Company. They have great cinnamon buns. So and they have a pumpkin one as well that's yummy, but we do the the regular ones. We did sourdough one year when I was doing sourdough more. That was 2020. But so eventually we we did make more. Um we did do them homemade again. But last year then we decided not to make them homemade again. We've kind of gone back and forth. We realized we love doing a special Christmas breakfast, but it doesn't really matter what it is. We love the cinnamon buns, but depending on the year and how stressed out I am or how stressed out we all are or whether we want to take the time to do that, we may or we may not, and that's okay. This year, we're thinking about making homemade croissants because all of us love croissants, and I'm so excited. Like I said, I'm not a huge baker, but I've made them before, and I know I can make them again, and it's just a lot of butter and rolling, and that's fun. So we kind of modify it to work for us and our family, and I want to encourage you to modify the traditions and make them work for your family as well. If you celebrate a different holiday and there are foods that you have made growing up traditionally and you're like, I feel like I have to make these, but maybe you don't really like them or maybe you want to make them a different way, try it out. You can just modify the tradition to work a little bit more for you or buy them because you want to eat the latkes and you don't want to fry them yourself, whatever it might be, whatever your culture is, whatever the holiday is that you celebrate, and uh, maybe Involve some friends, too. If you want to do something 
but you might not want to deal with the mess yourself. Like the cookie baking with friends that we did last year was so great. And we all pitched in on the making and the cleanup and all of that. And it was a great time. But again, you don't have to tell anyone about your traditions if you don't want to. You can keep them just to yourself and you can enjoy them just yourself as a family. So I highly encourage you consider what matters to you what moments you want to cultivate, not for everyone else, but for you. Talk to your family about it. See what matters to them and create a list of your must-do and your want-to-do traditions, especially around food, and just focus on what matters the most this holiday season, which I know everyone is telling you, but I think especially when it comes to traditions, less can sometimes be more, and um, it's it's really what what feels the best for you and your family. So, I hope this gave you, as always, some ideas and, most importantly, some encouragement this holiday season. So next week, I am going to start talking about how we can make meal planning easier as we start thinking about the new year. But until then, happy holidays, enjoy this holiday season, and enjoy all of the traditions that come with the holiday season. Thank you for listening to Marriage Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts. You never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple. <laughs>